This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese and the Metaverse show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode number 80, recording on Friday the 14th of April for Cheese, which is Saturday the 15th for me. Ben's back, baby! Thank God! Anyways... We talked a whole bunch of amazing Upland stuff, so you're going to want to watch for that. And then we caught up with Ben and found out all of the cool stuff that he did on his holiday. Oh, yeah, I'm back and as whiny as ever. So get yourselves ready to get back into our regular super shitty style of the latest episode of The Worst Show Ever. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. One is a wanker, one's like it's Thomas, one's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto Hello and welcome to Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse's show. This is episode 80. We have Ben back. I'm All back. Good. Ben is back. Woohoo! We have a lot to talk about. My phone is making static. We have a lot to talk about today. So much Upland stuff. Amazing stuff. They recently had an AMA. They had a Q2 roadmap, uh, so much. Ben, how was your vacation? How was your trip? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, you... Yeah, it seems like, what was I away for three and a bit weeks? And just the amount of stuff that Upland's released in that time's just been out of control. What did I say for <laughs> you to your podcast? If they go on this crazy before Genesis week, well, holy crap, what's coming for Genesis week? I know. I know. Yes. And they were like, let's wait till Ben goes away. And then they're like, put it out, put it out, hurry up. So <laughs> always the way. As soon as we get done recording the UDU podcast, there's always some announcement straight after the just the way it works <laughs> out. But yeah, I have been kind of keeping up to date with things, like, but not with any sort of deep engagement. Like I've bought a few things that have been in the sales, but I don't really know what they are. Um <laughs> yeah, I've I've read a few headlines. Um but yeah, as far as diving deep into anything, of course, I was sidetracked with other things. And I should mention after 26 hours of travel yesterday, um, if you hear any background noise, it's my washing machine going flat out trying to catch up with all the holiday washing. So apologies if you hear some weird noises, like probably right now. No, maybe. Maybe it was all good. I, I changed the suppression Oh man, I was gonna go like <laughs> cheese with cheese was getting into it before. Yeah, it so. sounded like the ocean. It was like <sighs> Yes. Yeah, so as far as the trip goes, yeah, it was it was awesome as you can imagine. Haven't had a holiday in nearly nearly nine years, so that gonna... was cool. 
I'm going to pick your brain about that later on after the Upland stuff. Cause uh, you said D tech and I pictures throughout your thing. You guys went so many places. So we just have to, I really want to go through that. And I'm sure the viewers at home want to know like how your vacation was. So we'll, we'll talk more on that after we discuss some Upland ish. Sounds good to me. You ready it's... for all the stuff you missed? Get me up to speed. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Here we go. All right, let's start with, why does that always come down there? Boop. All right, so we have first in line, quarter two roadmap, Upland update. So they're changing the way they do things now. They're they're doing an AMA right after the update. Uh, they did one. It, it, it was all right. It was all right. I, I love you, Upland, but it was just all right. But the roadmap update was great. Um, there's one thing in here that caught my eye. I don't yeah. want to skip. It's right here in this section right here. But yeah, let's, let's just go skip to it. Because what to expect, expect in quarter two? Yep. So they go, this quarter, we're aiming to double down on onboarding improvements while we ramp up our efforts around several programs to expand their capabilities and scale. Among these improvements, Ben, is a brand new mission system. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That to me, I'm like, all right, people want something to do. You go in, you look forward to something, you have to complete something, yada yada. This sounds amazing. So um uh this brand new mission system that will guide players to Uplander guide players to Uplander during the earliest days of their journey. You can also expect to see several updates to racing and will enable players with the ability to directly influence the outcome of their race. So that right there tells you you're going to be able to start upgrading your Block Explorer racers, right? Well, that first sentence, um, you, what does it say here? Among these improvements is a brand new mission system that will guide players to Upperlander. So that's so this for is, new players only. Well, at this stage, I imagine that will be part of a system. So it's going to be things like, okay, send yourself to another player's property, ding, yes. and you you get you you might get some kind of mini Upex reward. But at the very least, it'll be some mission icon that gets filled in, and maybe if you complete all of the missions, then you get a certain prize. That'd be most mobile games do some kind of mission-based system like that. So, and it's good because it tells you what to do. Yep. It might be join the Discord and you got to press the button and you'll get that. It'll be, you know. That's um, good. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. There's always those things. Follow us on YouTube. Um, you know, mint your first property. Buy a secondary property. Or, you know, there's a thousand different ways they can do that. That's true. That's true. I was a little excited. I thought it was for everybody. I guess I missed that. I, I imagine it will come. Definitely. I hope and so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it'd be great. Because, um, you know, I, I came into this game as a mobile gamer and I'm all about, you know, that side of things. So when I think about the games that I mostly play on mobile, like the Super Stickman Golf series and that sort of thing, it's all little missions. Like for that, you yeah. had to there was really hard trick shots that you had to do, do it with it with a power up, do it without a power up. And sometimes I'd spend days and days and we'd be talking in the community. Okay. I think I found the way to do it like this. And, you know, it inspired heaps and heaps of engagement. Obviously this game's a little bit different where it's not so much a team based game, but 
you know, you still you still bandy ideas back and forth. You know, it might be yeah. find a great deal on the latest property. It might also be that there's different levels of missions for, you know, uplander, director, executive, chief executive. There may be a whole swathe of things. Like yeah. that kind of gamification, that's something we've been begging for since since shit, not long after I started. So, yeah, anything yeah. that they can do in regards to that will be awesome. Agree. Definitely agree. And then what about this? What are your thoughts on this? Um, you can expect also to see updates to racing. Can you increase the size on that? Oh, My shitty sorry. Eyes, please. <laughs> I know, me too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good grandpa size. Yes. Um, <laughs> that will enable players the ability to directly influence the outcome of their races. Yeah, that does smell like block explorer right i can't i can't imagine they're going to do like uh handheld like i've got my mobile phone like i'm not going to be turning right and left like some mobile games i wouldn't think considering how simplistic the games appears to be that's quite an advanced system to do that yeah yeah Uh, yeah i I think that's block explorer upgrader ish i think that's probably what it hints at but that'll be great That'll be great. Like it'll bring more, you know, utility to block explorers. Yep. Even if it's just, the, you know, a simpler way to do it would be a um, accelerator break or something like that. You know. True. True. Really On the meta venture. Oh, sorry. <laughs> On the meta venture side, we will be introducing the first opportunities for players to design their very own vehicles in Upland with carts. Well, how, what do you think about that? It's so a it hasn't one. come out I mean, yet. I mean, we know there's a whole bunch of people in the space that were when when the when it was hinted at the opportunity to create your own vehicles. There's, I believe, it's the Detroit Racing League. Like they put out a whole series of NFTs related to it. I know Dak was setting up to, you know, he wants to manufacture or whatever stuff related to re- releasing carts. Um, well, it's at the very least, it's going to be if you're making carts, well, you're going to have to do something with it. So whether that's a different sort of racing that's coming, I'm not sure. Um, carts, well, that's Ben 68. The number 68 came from my racing number, and I started racing in carts when I was seven years old, eight years old, something. I don't even remember. So. Yeah. No, it's, it sounds cool. Um, yeah. We do know that Slav, you know, we saw on this show, the one and two show, Slav showed some of the cart stuff that he was doing so that would appear at the very least to be some kind of crossover potential with what him and TML and that team's doing. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to see this. Um, They're going to, here it goes. They're going to improve the speed at which we launch new meta ventures. We aim to introduce new tools that will speed up the application process and allow us to expand each program significantly. Okay, so here I'm going to have a bit of a whine on behalf of others in regards to this. It, it doesn't, this doesn't really affect me or us in what we're doing at Samurai Aquatic, except for positively. You know, we, when, when um, the outdoor decor opportunity finally came to fruition, like almost two years after we were, I was first accepted into the program, we had been working for, what almost a year flat out we'd been working on 
you know, at least you and I for a while, we were working on getting all of the designs, you know, the ideas and getting the business structure, the planning. And then when DTEC come on board, then it was full speed ahead with the actual design of the items. So once they said, right, yeah, you can submit your items. We were supremely ready. We submitted a whole bunch of items. They got approved. Um, some of the other people in the system were not at that level of readiness. So they were kind of caught with their pants down and they've been playing catch up ever since now there has been like there has been some mention of favoritism like uh because we have so many items available that there was some sort of favoritism in regards to the submission at, at, you know approval system it's just the, the fact that when the opportunity was presented we were ready to go we yeah. weren't playing catch up i was yelling at ben let's start let's start yeah. we need to start this this was like maybe six months even before yeah. they said it was open, like they said they were going to start it. And I yeah. was like, let's make it, let's make it, let's make Christmas, let's make Valentine's, let's make Halloween. Yes. So now, it's, yeah, being prepared. Yeah, and we were working with one artist directly and DTEC is meticulous in following the specs and the rules. If he didn't know some information, he was asking numerous questions like relentlessly. Mm -hmm. So there was very few models that we submitted that required additional kind of tweaks or improvements or anything like that. Actually, there was, there was a few. all of ours did, but we did it scaling. like the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we but were but once, once DTEC learnt that that mistake or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it, then he didn't repeat that again. You know? Yeah. So where, you know, we weren't dealing with third parties. We weren't employ employing people from Fiverr or we weren't trying to juggle, you know, six, seven, eight different designers and that sort of thing. So so that was kind of where our advantage lied. So, yeah, at the at present, we have vastly more approved items manufacturing, whereas some of the other teams now didn't, weren't at that space. Now, on the flip side, like taking it from their view, if some, some of those... Some of those teams, some of those guys only have one item available in their shop to approve. Is that all on Upland? Is that all Upland's fault? No way. But it it those they have submitted several items that are yet to be approved. So the approval process for us in the outdoor decor better has been painfully slow. Like you're talking, what was that October that kicked off? You know, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So six months, and they still only have one item available. So if you're in that boat and now you've seen that Upland has now opened up manufacturing the opportunity for that to everybody else, yeah. you're going to be like, what the? Yeah, I would definitely like, I didn't, I didn't know that. I would definitely be, be a little butthurt <laughs> if I yes. was in that discord and I was like, you know, um, like, yeah, like uh, you haven't helped me for this amount of time and now everybody else is coming in now. Yes, that that's one way to look at it, and that's very that's a very valid way to look at it. The other the other way is if Upland is going to onboard all of these new, all of these new factories, all of these new items to be approved, they're going to have to number one vastly expand their team that looks after that side of things, and they number two they're going to have to vastly improve or streamline that entire process. So that's going to benefit um, ourselves and everybody else that's into manufacturing already. It's going to benefit everybody and there's going to be a lag like what did they say like two months what yeah. did they say six to eight weeks or something like that yeah before other places get approved yeah okay so and then 
that's before they've submitted their items, they've gone through the approval process. So you're talking, I would think, probably two months, three months at least before other items start rolling off, uh, well, I would assume. This with the streamlining, maybe it'll be different. I actually talked to someone, I'm not going to name them, but they got word back from Structure Ornament that yep. they were approved. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, that that whole process is going to be improved and that's going to that's going to help everybody. Now, we we've said all along like you've been screaming on the UDU podcast this show as well. Like do not wait if you, if you want to get involved in manufacturing, do not wait for this opportunity to come to drop to you. You should have been working flat out for the last year or however long you've been playing this game if this was something that if you read it and it interested you, you should have been working flat out. So yeah. that when this when this came, you know, you were ready. Like there's a if you want to build a large factory, even if it's fully fully sparked up, staked with spark, it's still going to take like thirty days or something. So you know, yeah. <laughs> it should have should have already been done. Yeah, much, so. but you know, there are numerous opportunities here now. now. I have seen people on Twitter. I've caught different conversations. Yeah, all this news, but what's in it for me? Well. If you if you're somebody who's interested in manufacturing, well, you've got structure ornaments opportunities now. You've got outdoor decor now. You've got carts coming on the way. You know, you, and look you at can this. no longer say you cannot no longer say there's no opportunity. Yeah, no, it's just it's just oh, I'm not good. I'm not skilled. All right, open a showroom, open yeah, a speedway. It's uh, one yeah, excuse it's... after the other. Now look at this. As wearables become more commonplace, we will, and we have up there the Mangara a wearable sale. Uh, we will be actively exploring pathways for players to create and distribute their own wearables. Now that is so freaking cool because I really want my avatar to have an MVE UDU Samurai Aquatics uh, T-shirt and yep. walk around with that. That would be amazing. And that, that's a good segue, too, to people who have taken – how do I say this? So we're all about looking ahead. We're, we're not we, – I do whine about the, the here and now, but that's always in the perspective of looking very far ahead. Um, I know Tosshead and Shackong, who – and I should say from the get-go, thank you to – who was it? Blue Rain, uh, Shackling, Coach Jazz, Funk. Coach Funk. Jasmine, yeah. yeah, everybody that helped cover while I was away too. Thank you very much for that. But, yeah, um, Shacklin and, and Tosshead, we know they're all about this kind of fashion wearable system, so I'm sure they're going gangbusters getting in preparation for that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't – if, if you're in the community and want to get involved in this, don't look at what other people are doing or have done and bemoan, hey, I wasn't given those opportunities. That's not fair. Use that as inspiration to what you can do. Yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah, this whole victim mentality of where, hey, that's not fair, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, you're just looking at it from the, the wrong point. Now, you can go on the flip side and say, well, it's not fair that the whole process is so heavily gatekeeped by Upland. Like, they they, they literally pick who has a meta-venture and where. Um, that's definitely a valid concern. Like, I know uh, Midtown Terrace has applied for several meta-ventures, and we've only been approved for one. Whereas there are other neighborhoods that now have four, five, six meta ventures. Some people we know in the community have already got three meta ventures 
that for their own personal account and they're applying for a fourth and a fifth. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of improvements to be done in that regard, but that that's that's out of your control. Focus <laughs> on what's in your control, what you can do. Yeah. Yes, so- I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive into lots of wines with all of this, so <laughs> bear, with, bear with me, Cheese. I've, I haven't been able to run my mouth for three weeks. So, <laughs> so we have the quarter one highlights of uh, of the year. So let's do this real fast. January, Uplanders crosses 10 million milestone in NFT to USD earnings. That's yep. awesome. Buenos Aires opens for business. Yep. Creators of Upland compete in a carnival ornament contest. That D-tech. was fun. D-Tech. <laughs> February. Susan G. Coleman begins construction on their Metaverse headquarters. And that's yep. exciting. You know, people coming in, uh, uh, companies, like, uh, interest in, in in coming in and partnering with, with Upland is huge. Um, that three- was the breast cancer research. Table. Yes. Uh, 3D avatars are introduced for the first time. Uh, you're breaking up a bit. Oh, and you're you're lagging. Yeah, I, I was just my internet connection. My internet connection is unstable. Unstable. Yes, the you Australian better internet now. is is still shitty. Yes. <laughs> um. Upland celebrates the conclusion of the NFL PA season with the Big Game Challenge. Uh, the Mangara Samba School 3D experience, which could have been a little bit better because I couldn't get in there, <laughs> arrives for the carnival carnival celebration. Oh, pause, pause. Yes, it could have been better because there was too much interest. There was too many people interested to be involved. Um, whereas you look at Decentraland and Sandbox, like many of the things we've covered on this show, True. they these massive funding things, they do these massive things, and there's two people show up. So we had the opposite problem where yes. there were so many people wanting to get involved that they crashed the system. And our community is so amazing that people were streaming while inside so you could still experience it even though you couldn't get in. Yep, that so goes back to the point. old the 90s concerts where it was all sold out, but you'd still go to the venue. You could still hear it. You could still hear the music or whatever. You're hanging out in the backstage area in the car. You're breaking up again. <laughs> you hear your face with your mouth open. You let you look surprised. <laughs> Poor Ben. Well, there you go. My la- my laptop is having a stroke. It's not used to this much work. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Treasure Hunts received some critical updates to reward balancing. And now this one, people actually, both non and and active treasure hunters uh, liked it. So that was good. <clears throat> Sao Paulo becomes the second city to open in Brazil. Genesis Week 2023 in Las Vegas is announced. And thank thank, thank you for doing it so early, Upland. I've had more than enough time to plan. Um, wow. Terminal travel fees are reduced by 35%. That was yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where 
if I want to travel to LA, I don't blink at the whatever the price is, the whatever it was, two thousand five hundred RPX or something, because I've I'm established enough that I cover that in my dividend fees. But if you're a new player, that kind yeah. of stuff just really kind of roadblocked you. So yeah, that was oh, a very yeah. welcome addition. March, the MetaVenture directory arrives to pave the way for the discovery of businesses in Upland. That was amazing. Right there. Yep. That was a huge one. Upland hosts the first ever racing tournament, the Shamrock Showdown. That was great. The beginning. Oh. The beginning. Racing. Maybe this is a good segue now. This morning, while I was trying to catch up and sleep, they had the very first URL sanctioned racetrack. How did yes. that go? That I was great. That. Oh, it was amazing. Because, like, so first of all, they had it live streamed in the URL Discord. Um, then they had a Twitch open for it. Then you could also go to Elijah's Real Node LA uh, Spatial. And you go, you go to the theater, which was packed, and you watch it from there. So I had all of them open because I wanted to support as much as I could. <laughs> and uh, I was taking some selfies. I Umong was there. I was taking selfies with him. Uh, Elijah, of course, was there. So many people were there. And um, it was great. I can't wait for the next one. Nice. Yeah. That's I don't good. even know who won. <laughs> I was so busy socializing. <laughs> you often find that with these big races. You go yeah. there and who won the race? I don't know, but I had a fucking great time. I had a blast. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I got to figure oh, it out who won because, yeah, that's pretty sad. Sorry, yes. wine and cheesers. <laughs> yeah. um, structure ornament manufacturing arrives, following players, allowing players to design ornaments for new Upland seasons. That yes. one is amazing. Uh, embargo for FIFA World Cup spotlights is lifted. I didn't really know what that was about, but I think it was something like we they weren't able to show them because they weren't like uh, true partners or something, and now they are. No, nah, it's usually with any sort of sporting events like that, that they want to control the first couple of months of who has access to the footage because they want to promote that themselves, make plenty of money off that themselves. So... It would have been part of the licensing deal where, yeah, you can do this, and, but you can't release it after X date once it passes, whatever their threshold was. Oh, all right. All right. That's cool. Yeah. The Explorer Center arrives with a focus on improving the new user experience, which yeah, is I huge. Yeah, I played around a little bit with that, but not much. Not How did you like it? Well, it's, it's hard to look at it as a – as a brand new user, um, it definitely seems like, well, any improvement to the onboarding system is yeah. drastically needed and will be appreciated. So, yeah, it's it's hard for us who are so established in it to see if this is helpful or not, but I, I can't imagine it's not. Yeah, I can't imagine I it's not. I just want to let the people at home know that Ben does not have a list that hits his microphone. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Yeah, it just started. Is... I think it just started, but it's not uh... all the time. It's only at certain times. <laughs> I, uh, fuck... I love it. I freaking love it. It's amazing. I need what... a new laptop. What did I blew my new laptop uh, budget? What did uh... I? I blew it on something. What did I buy? Something what? gnomes or something stupid. Gnomes or something stupid. Quarter <laughs> uh, two development priorities. Now this is good. We'll see what they, they want to be done. 
Some of these may be delivered in quarter two, while others may come in quarter three or beyond. Onboarding improvements, definitely. Yep. The mission system, let's see, you may have already seen the recent introduction of the Explore Center, which houses guided tutorials through the use of tooltips, yada, yada. This was the first step in building infrastructure for what will become the mission system. Yeah. Oh, and I think this is you. Like initially the mission system will only will be only focused on getting players started in Upland. New players will be offered a curated set of missions that will educate them about the Upland system, teach them how to actually play the game and aid them on their journey to Uplander as a system, the mission system expands. You will see new missions for more advanced players. You're so smart, Ben. Look at that. To give them yeah, well, it's, opportunities. It seems like... Um... We we want to keep users engaged. Like we've yeah. seen this with the the limit on the uh, what was the wording where you could only stack so many dividends, uncollected earnings or something. I think that's a great system. Like people are people are losing their minds saying, "Oh, they're trying to scam us! Just they're trying to take our money." But no, it's it's just to keep people engaged. So you you can imagine this. Like now we have a daily login bonus for Spark. Well, you can imagine there's going to be login every day for a month, and you tick this mission or something there's there's gonna be heaps of different ways that would be great that. that would be great yeah. and like just a quick thing because i don't have that tab up uh, i we could definitely talk about it more later but the the what you said to like have a cutoff for dividends they're not doing that to hinder anybody but there's players that you know they haven't logged in for a year maybe more or more yeah. and those those that upx is getting lost like they're not going to use it. I, I can see both sides. Like that, there there are people who started this game around the same time as I did in January 2020, who bought their 10, 20 properties or whatever. They got a couple of collection properties, and they're like, "I'm going to put this down for five years and see where it's at." A lot of crypto people do this. Like when I was in the ICO days, I'd I'd buy some ICO stuff, and you're laughing. Some obviously listening. Um, that they would buy some coins and just say, I'm just going to set that there as a, I'm expecting that as a loss. I'll check back in on it in five years and see where it's at. Those people would have every right to get their nose out of joint because that's what they signed up for. There is a crypto game that I play, right? Where you, uh, it's sort of like, um, oh, I forgot, I forgot the name of it, but you have to collect certain, certain areas and put, put your points into certain things and I haven't touched it for a month. I go back yep. in there. Everything is gone. I didn't put any money in it, but yep. they were like, Oh, you surpassed a certain amount of time. You would have to, Oh, this is something Upland can implement. <clears throat> it said you surpassed a certain amount of time in order to get back. Like, uh, the previous dividends lost, you have to send an uh, uh, email to, yep to that so that would be a good kind of like yeah like transition like over. transition yeah. exactly exactly yeah, I, i've lost i've lost thousands of dollars worth of potential on that because i've bought coins like different cryptocurrencies way back in the day and i've got an email like a year or two or well, that's 2018 so five years later and you think okay i'll just go and check on that but it's they did a hard fork and they transitioned all the coins over to a different thing and the cutoff date to do that was a year ago. 
so that you just got to write that off as a loss so yeah, yeah you're right there is there is um people should be used to that kind of system if they come from the crypto space so yeah that's fair yeah, and and if an email was sent out then you had plenty of of time like that's so on the, you baby it's on you so the Upland Guide, alongside the announcement of Explorer Center, we shared the vi first vision of our new guide, which contains far more details about the Upland system than our previous guide. Our goal with the new guide is to continually update it as we share more. That's important. That's definitely a gimme. Yes. Cars. Well, oh, did, I'm sorry. I'm moving. <laughs> I am highly well, caffeinated right now. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and I'm yeah I'm jazzed up as well um so they want to improve the guide well I don't think there wasn't a guide previously it was just join the discord <laughs> so <laughs> basically and anything that came up with one and we just didn't see it oh uh, yeah and anything as I said anything they can do there to support the onboarding system is going to be greatly beneficial. well here's the guide yeah. So again, this comes back on you, like what you said, like when you first joined Upland, you spent ages researching what you could that was available way back when. So yeah, yeah. the onus is on you to do your own research, people. Oh, this is great. And that's I, I know that from my game development days, it was endlessly frustrating to create a game. You put it out for a game jam and you see YouTubers that would cover game jam say, hey, I I like this game. The graphics are great, but I don't know how to do the controls. Well, you didn't read the fucking instructions, you dickhead. <laughs> Not many people do, Ben. I know. Not but many people do. See, and this the is same great. people will complain that there's that they don't know what to do. It's unfair. So yeah. I didn't know about this. This is amazing. I'm gonna actually spam this whenever I can. Yeah. So yeah, and anything that improves the onboarding system. It's definitely awesome. Ooh, right. Cars. Player agency for racing. Ben, you want to take this? Um, In its current state, players don't have much of an impact on the outcome of races other than the selection of their vehicle. Over the next several months, we plan to induce a variety of features that will give players more control over how their cars perform on the racetrack. Players will be gained will gain the ability to control the positioning of their cars on the track. Okay, so that's interesting. They say yeah. positioning, not direction. So it might be like the old school racing games, you know, like yeah, um, left and right, move left and right. Yeah, because I, I know it's, it. it's been frustrating a couple of times when I've been in races, you get behind someone and your car's constantly bumping them like this and yes. you're getting nowhere. Yes. So, so even that would be. Yeah, that would be amazing. And it says this, so they can make more direct control on turns and corners, the ability to control the speed of the car with braking. There you go. Yep. Wow. Lastly, yeah, players will be able to boost their cars during a race. So, yeah, you might have a like a nitro button. You can only oh, use it a certain no. amount of time. Once it runs out, it's either gone or it takes time to recharge. Yes. Yeah, Overall, the goal is to... You. Well, it just makes sense. You know, yeah. I've played plenty of racing games. It makes sense to lean into the side of things that everybody already knows about. So. But sometimes the easiest things to that make sense are the ones that go over our heads. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I think it's impressive that you, you've been gone for almost a month and you're like, they're going to do this and this. However, what? I want to hear. However, however, there's something that's obviously missing from that paragraph. Uh-oh. 
Block Explorer upgrading. There's no oh. mention of Block Explorer upgrading. Oh, but this is for priorities going forward. I think yeah, Block Explorer but... is what to expect. Uh, they better. Oh, it's, it's, I think you're ooh, right. I think you're right. That's, that's a glaring omission from that. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's further down. We'll we'll play by you. I I haven't seen this document at all. So. Um, now, speaking of racing, now I did not FOMO is not the right word, but I did Prepare. go back and secure myself a, a very sexy blue S1R. So I was very happy to get that deal done. Um, yeah, that was that was quite a, a mission involved in getting that one secured. But yeah, happy to get an S1R. So I will be prepared, ready to race in UR, URL events in the future. That's amazing. I am so, I'm so freaking happy for you. Yes. That was oh. cool. That, that was always a kind of a missed opportunity that I had like a brain worm eating at me in the back of my skull. So yeah. That, that and was you cool got it that. for a great price too. Yes. You got it for an amazing price. Now look at this. This is big. Like this is so much stuff I missed and i wanted to wait i didn't want to read it until we got on a show together yep. <laughs> so this is exciting for me so cars is transportation now it, yeah this is something that yeah how do i summarize this now samurai aquatics from day one has always been about looking forward like i i purchased all of those properties in midtown terrace to store outdoor decor because that's what was mentioned in in the first documentation was outdoor decor would have to be stored on physical property yeah. so all of these knuckleheads that are saying oh it's unfair that uh midtown terrace's neighborhood score is being boosted because of all of the outdoor decor well Who's go back saying and watch that though i've never i didn't hear that ah uh, well it's, it's out there if you want to check it out <laughs> man yeah i don't think they're saying it I mean, um, you can, it's really? your mate bacon if you want to go back and check oh, it out. No. On the, yeah, no, 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 and all of that. So, yeah, that, that's you. That was the that yeah. was the plan from day one. So, stick it up your bum, move along. Um, be now, nice. for, <laughs> this same can be said for Kaza's transportation. Upland has said that any whatever they want to call it now, map asset. The outdoor decor, structure, ornament, crates, whatever the hell that's coming, it's going to have to be physically transported. Okay, so again, if you're one of these people that want to get involved in manufacturing and you're not investing some time, money, effort into securing future transportation possibilities, you just you're just going to set yourself up for disaster. Um, you you could have the finest factory in the world that's pumping out hundreds of items. But if you've got no means of moving that to your showroom, you're screwed. And all of these people that have, you know, there, there are people that are in manufacturing now that have hundreds and hundreds of items on their factory, on their factory lot. You you should be making use of this time now where you can airdrop it for free. Is it a pain in the ass? Hell yeah. I guarantee you there's not a single person in Upland that has moved more items than me. <laughs> between between outdoor decor and crate, I have spent dozens and dozens of hours moving this shit laboriously. It's so bloody frustrating. But you can do it for free. 
you're going to have to do it eventually, whether it's one by one, put it on a truck, or hopefully there's a better system where you can select several at once. But that's going to come with a cost. It ain't going to be free, baby. You're going to have to spend Spark. You're going to have to spend UPEX. You know, that's going to be a significant cost that you're going to have to either, you're going to have to eat that cost yourself or pass it on to your customers. If, if you're not planning ahead for that now, I'm sorry, but you're a dickhead. <laughs> don't, bad, bad. Don't, don't come back in six months because we know, we've been saying for ages, this kind of transportation system, it's just going to come out the blue. Our plan is going to say, okay, transportation transportation mechanics are here. Or they're going to, if, if they want to be friendly, they're going to give us a one-week heads up and you're going to have to do it. You're going to have a one-week one week leeway period or something like that. If you don't make the most of that, that's on you. If if you you got no recourse to bitch and complain about, oh, now it costs me all this money, it's going to take ages to move all this shit. Well, yeah, you should have, I'm sorry, you should have done it for free yeah. when, when you had the chance. Yeah. So, yeah. As part of that, now I was lucky enough to be able to, the one car, the one car that I've been able to meet in every single car sale, I was in Japan. I got up at freaking 1 a.m. or whatever the hell it was, 700 cars on sale. Did I get a chance? No, I got jack shit as per every other car sale, except for one. I was very lucky to be able to get a semi-trailer. And at the time I was like, oh, I don't want to buy it because it's the wrong I color. And you, you're you. like smacking me over the head. Bite you. I was so. going to fucking go to Australia and beat the shit out of you. Yes. But <laughs> over the last two, three weeks, I think TB125 mentioned on the last UDU podcast, I have been gobbling up. I gobbled. There was one night there in Japan. I stayed up till 2 a.m. I went from bloody San Francisco to Detroit to Queens to LA. I was all over the place. I spent the night going up and gobbling up the floors for all of the cargo vans, all of the the pickup trucks. So Samurai Aquatics now has a semi-trailer, five pickup trucks, uh, five cargo vans, um, plus all of the stuff that you and Tech have got as well. So we have, we hope we have plenty of infrastructure there ready to go when those transportation mechanics come through. I told you, I haven't even—I haven't been able to rent and rave for weeks, so I'm getting it I, all out. You ranting and raving in the lisp is the best thing I've ever heard in a oh, long this is... time. It's not now. It's it's is... it's very sporadic, and it's always when you get the most angry. Oh my god! Yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm going to have to buy another headset. <laughs> yes, I haven't. I'm not transitioning into a myco. After my trip to Japan. That's forever. I yes. can't. I fucking so, can't. Yeah. So transportation, we know that system's coming. And the same is going to be said for um, passenger movement. And there's, and there's that. Now, oh, that's one thing that's been interesting. <laughs> Somebody had a passenger cargo van and they were like, am I going to be able to change this in the future to do? No, somebody had a. So I said passenger cargo. No, somebody had a passenger van and they were asking, am I going to be able to change this to a cargo van in the future? Um, no. Why? If you want to transport cargo, buy a freaking cargo van. <laughs> you have, and, you've missed this show, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I, well, this oh, yeah. whole show was initiated as an outlet for me to whine and rave. I just dragged <laughs> you on board. Yeah, because I'm the one you ride and rave to, so you like, yeah. might as well... Like entertain other people with it. 
That's yes. great. I love it. I love it. And, and other people true. have got their <laughs> S1Es and have asked, can I transport Decor in this? Well, technically, yes, there is a capacity, 300 litres capacity for that. Are you seriously going to use an S1 to, to yeah. move crates and decor? That's people hilarious. Don't use the S1s because they're not meant for that. You're going to, they're going to get miles put on and they're going to get like destroyed. You want these to be as pristine as possible. Like Shacklin had a really good <clears throat> idea of not racing her S1R at all. So yeah. when others, kind of start breaking down and need to be replaced because I do believe that once the the S1R gets completely destroyed, there will be more sales coming out for the S1R to make up for that. Would it be yeah, they'd, they'd have to do it some other way, but yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, like another series of it, like an S1 yeah. like an S1R2. Right. Something, yeah. So yeah. she's gonna have a pristine S1R, not touched, not driven. That's gonna be pretty valuable. Yes. Yeah. Now, just to wrap on wrap up on that segment, can you move house using your Ferrari? Yes, technically you could move house using your Ferrari. Would anyone do that? Does it make any logical sense logistically, economically? No, it doesn't. People could still ask these questions, Ben. That's there's nothing wrong. There's no stupid question. We oh, have, there is cheese. There is. There is. Ben, there is. We have to be somewhat nice. There's, you know, I I ask stupid questions all the time. <laughs> yeah, we gotta I mean, be a little. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to do that, people. You don't want to use your S ones to transport because they're more valuable and they will get, they will yeah. get damaged in the process. <laughs> ben. Yeah. Now, on the AMA, they had mentioned something about another thing cars can do as transportation. They said there's going to be areas where you can't get to via a train or a plane. Oh, I did see this, and somebody leaked a screenshot of something. They did. Yeah, there was. it might have been one of those presentations that Dirk did uh, oh. And one of the one of the slides, it showed um, there was some mechanic. I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I do remember that there was. But again, we know this is coming. <laughs> of course, Upland has all of that background stuff. So we know this is coming. Yeah. yeah. So they say the vision for cars and eventually other vehicles is to simulate their movement across the map, both within and between cities. This will enable players to travel to other cities without having to use transport terminals and will set the stage for additional features like cargo. But what they're not saying is I have a feeling there's as soon as cars come out as transportation, there's going to be a meta venture for gas because you can't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's going to be like not gas, like electricity, maybe like you go there, you plug it in and it's like a, one of those those uh, Tesla's where you have to charge it with the spark and you, you have to like, do you really want to use your like it, it's not going to take away from people going to trains and whatnot i think it will be nice for me to take my car down to fresno if i wanted to um do some treasure hunting but if i'm going to the bronx i'm taking a plane i i I would never use my car for transportation 
other than if it was, a, like you said, a city that can only be accessed via that mechanic. Well, don't so, use your S1R for anything other than racing, Ben. Yeah, no, it'll be... I'll, yeah, I have be put S2. on the transporter to move it. Yeah, an S two. I have a, I S1E, have one Yeah, not uh, the the next one from there. Yeah, you've got an S one E, don't you? The yellow. Yeah, I have an S one E, but I also and have... then an S two R. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have something like that. Like I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll use or like I have uh, pickup trucks that I could use. Yeah. You know. All right. Now, oh. just before you move on, like. Again, this is one of those situations. We've already seen this with manufacturing. Like people have been wanting the opportunity to get in manufacturing. Upland gives them the opportunity to get in manufacturing. And then they suddenly say, oh, but it's not fair. I don't have enough spark. Well, that's on you. You've had all this chance, you know, and this goes with transportation as well. We know that we know transportation mechanics are coming. Upland have said that cars are going to be powered by spark. Yes. You're going to have to designate some amount of your spark balance to that process. Like if if you're and yeah, if you're in manufacturing and you think, okay, great, I've got my five spark or whatever it is to what what's a medium factory? No, ten spark. Yes, I've finally got ten spark. I can run my medium factory at full capacity. Well, guess what? Now there's transportation mechanics and you have to divert four of those spark just to be able to move your thing. Yeah. You know? This this is all on you. This this information has been out there for years in some cases. Yeah. So, as we always say, plan for the future. We, us at the UDU Summer Aquatics, we're always working with the information we have at hand, mm-hmm. looking forward one years, two years in the future, doing what we can with the information we have, but always looking ahead. That list is what I love it. Oh, Jesus. Here the map asset factories and showrooms. Not too long ago, we opened up the beta program for map, map assets, formerly known as Outdoor Decor. Now, I love that they changed this. And I'll, let me tell you why. So Outdoor Decor is very pigeonholed, right? Map asset uh, pertains to anything on the map. Like, you could go indoors. You could go outdoors. You can oh. go... I'm going to have a big whine about this, but sorry, continue on. You can go outdoors. You can go like, it, it's not just one thing. It's they've actually evolved your outdoor decors and made it better. What is, we already, want? we already had this cheat. We already thought of this. Oh, well, I said, what they, they do watch, they do watch and they listen. They, they, they uh, take, like, like in the upland debate, like a month ago, I put in there about the cutoff of of uh, Upix. And yeah. people were like, nah, that's not good. That's not good. And then like a month later, they put it. Like, I don't, I'm not saying it was because of me, but I'm just no. saying they do look, they do watch. Well, maybe you forget, but we, we had these conversations. Samurai Aquatics was Samurai Aquatics. It was an outdoor decor business. However, I always spoke about wanting to do indoor decor, like indoor fish tanks and this sort of thing, indoor like aquariums. So that is precisely why we changed our name to Samurai Aquatics and Decor because that covers outdoor in decor. Well, now they've changed the freaking name to Map Assets so none of that makes sense. So is it it a pain in the ass? No, not really. It doesn't really make make a difference. Map 
assets it's just that it's just the the description of what the meta venture is the core is everything ben i think yeah. i think i wouldn't want to change our like the samurai aquatics and decor is perfect i in it's, my opinion map asset is the umbrella outdoor decor is just one of the features under that umbrella i don't think they needed to change the name i don't i think i think personally i like it because it allows for more uh samurai aquatics and decor can now be indoor and outdoor if but that it already was that's why we set it up like. <clears throat> well you, you were we were smart to set it up that way yeah so what it means is, and we talked about this before we kicked off live, um, Samurai Aquatics is going to apply for new factories and showrooms in Chicago, Los Angeles. So it'll be Samurai Aquatics, Chicago, Samurai Aquatics, Los Angeles. So we just dropped the decor part off and that just kind of covers it. Yeah. So yeah. But as far as like setting up for indoor, outdoor, yeah, we we, we were already way ahead on that. We, we thought of that, you know, two years ago. Yeah. So that's cool. I guess yeah. I guess map assets makes more sense for the wider Web three community. That's yeah. Because I didn't I didn't certainly didn't know when outdoor decor was first mentioned. What the hell's outdoor decor? That's not that's not language that we use here in Australia. So, same same. Yeah. Like I don't say outdoor decor. I, I'll say it sounds too fancy for me. But then again, I'm from the Bronx, you know, backyard yeah. shit. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> normally, normally the outdoor decor is just the indoor decor that's just a bit worn out and you've replaced it. It just kind of transitions to the outdoors and then once it gets too old for there, it goes to the garbage dump. Yes. Now, I personally want to see some cool shit coming out of here. Like, I want to see crazy stuff. Like, like we have the, the furniture, we have this, we have that. Like, I want to see some really cool, crazy stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to give any ideas because I might use it for myself, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I have one that I want to open and I don't want to say anything I'm making. Well, I can say that some of the other existing decor manufacturers have a wide range of stuff that have that is caught up in this approval system. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff re related to racing, uh, sports. I know um, Rob and them are working with one of the outdoor decor teams to do a whole range of sports decor and that sort of stuff. So there is a lot of stuff caught up in the um, yeah. approval process. And then the car, the the car seat, the seat that the couch that looks like a car uh, from Lost. Yeah, Lost yeah, that's yeah. cool. Like that's that's a crazy idea. I would have yeah, never got... thought of that. That was great. They got screwed on the scaling, though. Like whether they didn't check that internally themselves. Like we we well, know we've mentioned this on the show. When our items were first approved, we're like, "Hey, you need to pull those back because the scaling's all wrong." Yeah. Um, those seatings. If you put a gnome next to those seatings, it's even too small for the gnome. So it's kind of the scaling there's a bit weird. But hopefully they'll be able to fix that up in future ones. Yeah, it still looks cool. It still does look cool. Yeah. I, I like it, for what it is. I still think it, it's a great idea, and they they did a they did a decent job with that. I can't wait yes. to see like the more stuff they come out with. Um, yep. Speedway Meta Ventures. Now this, Ugh. I 
why are you so negative? You don't need, come on. The latest entry to the metaverse catalog is Speedways, which allows players to design their own custom racetracks and upland application, blah, blah, blah. And it's our goal to deliver the first UGC Speedways over the coming months. Speedways are just one way that we are empowering the community to create their own content. Now, first of all, you can't get mad at this. This is something for the people who are not technologically like uh, skillful, this is something that they can take and have of their own. Like me personally, I know you're in the URL and all that. I'm not mad at this for one. It's just a few aspects that I'm gonna pick at. So keep going. All right. I think this is perfect. People could put their own spin on it. I will say, there's going to be a lot of people who won't be paying the the dues because I feel like people are FOMOing into it. I think that um, they don't know, like, yeah, it's easy to get into because you don't have to design anything. You don't have to blender anything. But at the same time, you have to make your speedway exciting. You need to sell it. You need to put it has to be profitable. It has to be profitable. It has to, it has also has to give people something. Like you can't just yeah. say, hey, I have a speedway. And, and or you're willing people. to Yeah, or you're willing to run it at, at a loss, which most of most of these will run at a loss yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not I'm not sucking on my teeth at this in the regards to what it is. I think it's fantastic to set it up as its own meta venture. I think that's awesome. It it empowers like it says here, it empowers a whole bunch of people to get involved who may not have been wanting to get involved in layer two experiences or things like um, the URL. I think this is fantastic. What I dislike is that the way they put this information out there, like that they showed us the they showed us the size of the speed, the medium speedway structure, but yeah. there's no specifics there. Like I I demolished a an apartment building in Midtown Terrace. Because you, you had to apply on an empty lot. Okay, well, there's I have no way to check that that structure will fit on this property. It's going to be close. Personally, I think it's going to be too small by probably fractions of an up squared. Um, but there's no way to check this before you apply. So it's just a massive waste of time. There's all of these people that are going to apply for a, a Speedway MetaVenture, but that structure is not going to fit. So that wastes their time. It wastes Upland's time. Now, that's a medium structure. Obviously, there will be small ones come on board and you may have to do a smaller track and this, that, and the other thing. But that information needs to be given at the front. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it should have had a little more up two squares on it. Um, yeah. But I know I know Lizette put out something that you can kind of like compare it to. Which is what I did. But again, it's not that that's where I get to that that property in Midtown Terrace is fractions of an up squared. I think it's going to, I think it's, I think it's wide enough to fit the the structure. And speaking of the structure, the structure looks amazing. Yeah, it, it does. It looks really cool. It does so look cool. That that whole mechanics, that whole system, I love it. I, I love all that. It's just you need to get the information. If you want to empower the community, please give us the freaking tools to empower <laughs> ourselves. You know, you're sitting there with the ruler on a freaking screen trying to think, oh, yeah, it might work, or trying to count. We know it's about six up squares wide and seven high or something. But there's no way to check it. So everybody's just gambling. And ultimately, it's going to waste, it's just going to waste tons of time, tons of community time, tons of upland time. So, yeah, they need a better system. 
And I, I mentioned this and um, X1 gave me props about coming up with an overlay testing system, but there's people have mentioned that long before I have, I just yeah. raised it again at the right time. So yeah, we need some way within the, the um, manage building structure to check if any certain structure will fit on any certain property, you know, without having to unstake our spark, without having to demolish buildings, you know. Yeah. It, if if that um if that medium structure won't fit in Midtown Terrace on that property, then there's and oh this is another point too. Um there are numerous neighborhoods where they don't have the capacity for large properties. So they cannot get involved in this at all. That kind of sucks. So, we, well, we need... I think I think the fact that they mention medium, right? Yeah, it, there's going to be more. There's going to be a small one. There's going to be a large one. I think they're going to have one just for the drag racing. I think they're putting this out just as a kind of test, really. Yeah. Because remember, we're. I know you hate hearing this all the time, but we're in beta still. Well, I don't hate it. I always say, it. yeah, <laughs> all this. I am definitely on the beta stuff. All of the all of the stuff that they're putting out is a test. Like this is the first time they're doing this in here, so we have to be patient. We have to give them a little bit of leeway, offer you know our insights in a, in a nice, polite way. Um, could they have done a little better? Sure, but am I am I angry that they came out with this? No, I love it. I'm I'm glad that they put it out. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a kerfuffle when like you know you put something there and it won't fit. I'm sure if you were approved and um they'll give you a chance to find something within your place there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing in midtown terrace that was the one property that would that would fit well you you did have an idea for a drag strip race yeah that that's that's you know if if the medium speedway structure won't fit in there well then it's like I said, it's going to be, it'll miss by fractions. So obviously I'll hold that property and wait for the smaller one. And we may have to reduce the track length. That That's fine. I'm, you know, there's very few people that have been as patient in this game as I have. So that, that that's fine. It's just, it goes back to the wine of the week I had, which I think you or Shaq read out for me in last week's UDU podcast. This, these kind of, these kind of features or these frustrations that we have on the back end, if Upland had some kind of small community group and say, hey, this is what we're looking to do. What are the questions or concerns you might have about this? Then some of these things seem very obvious to us. You know, it's all just seems back to front. I mean, yeah. it's tricky. I know they can't really give that information out to too many people because who can they ultimately trust not to run their mouth off and spread DMs and all of the rest of it? So I, I get that it's a tricky situation. Yeah. We'll see. But ultimately, I th- I think it's fantastic. I love it. So. Yeah, I. Yeah. And then like, here we go, cafes. Yeah, this was now, an interesting one. Yes, I wonder if you'll be able to like look outside the window of the cafe and see the cars racing by. <laughs> I know that's that's probably ways ways for, but. Over the last several months, we have introduced a variety of new features to support the future of immersive spaces, such as the Mangara experience, 3D avatars, and wearables. With these new tools, we'll be working to introduce a new type of meta-venture called cafes. These will be player-owned 3D spaces where players can connect and socialize via both text and proximity voice chat. 
Now, new type of meta venture, cafe. Yeah, way, way, way back when Midtown Terrace was getting established, there was um, oh, who was it? There was somebody who wanted to Scooby. No, he no? was there was the guy that has the teapot avatar. Shit, I forget who it was. Apology. He he bought two properties in Midtown Terrace from me to set up as cafes. He since kind of disengaged from the game or whatever, and I bought those properties back and I put apartments up on there. Now, new type of meta venture, probably going to come with a cafe structure. So again, I'm going to have to demolish an apartment building to try and put up a cafe. Now, do you think, well, maybe I should say what I think. I think this is going to be a a new type of structure. Hopefully the footprint isn't bigger than an apartment. Otherwise, I'm going to be winding my head off again. Um, that's going to be another purple dot, surely. It's, oh, yeah. This experience is not going to be tied to Upland. It's going to be like what Elijah's done with Spatial. They yeah. mentioned it there. It's 3D, blah, 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 whatever that wording was. Yeah, this is going to be an external thing, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know, but it's exciting. I can't wait to hear more about it. Yes. So, yeah, if, if the opportunity is up, we'll definitely be putting a cafe up in Midtown Terrace. And, of course, that opens up the opportunity. Maybe you can stream from there. Maybe you can broadcast there. So maybe the UDU podcast is, okay, we're going to – the option is that you can stream from here or we don't know. Again, we'll just work with the information as it comes to us. But I would expect at the very least we're going to have a cafe structure. Yeah. I can't wait to see, like, how are they going to make money? What yep. kind of things they can do? Like, like, will you be able to sell out, like, um, non-metaverse things in there? Like, can we make uh, a store with our merchandise, like a cafe cheese where people plates. come in? Can cheese we have plates. a... No, no. Our, cheese. our t-shirts, our, our, our Samurai Aquatics t-shirts, the coffee cups, like, you go in there and you're like, like you could like just stay and talk with people. And then there's also a merchandise thing where you can purchase stuff and real life stuff. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, all crazy. of that functionality is already there with spatial. Like we could have a portal within, like we have a, within the real node LA, we have a portal there to the Samurai Aquatics thing. It's very easy to put a portal there to our merch store. So yeah, how they play with that will be interesting to see. Yep. Yeah. Cart manufacturing. Wow. Since the arrival of cars, one of the most common questions we get is when UGC cars, and we've stated in the past that we want to explore ways to make UGC cars a reality. The first of these efforts will be Upland's version of go-karts. See the first of these efforts. So I think what they're doing is yep. they're just experimenting via yep. meta ventures. Players will soon be able to design, manufacture, and sell their very own carts which are a new class of vehicles in Upland that will be only usable for racing. This means they can't be used for things like transportation or ride sharing. However, it also means they'll be a, a bit more unique. Yes. One of our goals is to measure the fidelity and quality of carts that the community can produce before we decide to expand manufacturing to other classes of vehicles. That, That's a weird one. No, it's not. I totally agree with this. They, so but, they want to see kind of how imaginative the people are. Like, like they have cars, right? I want, like, if, if I'm going to buy a car from a person 
I want something crazy cool. Like I, I want to see what they do with these carts first. Yeah. Well, if, if you're talking about manufacturing cars, the, uh, the way that you can manufacture a car is kind of limitless. You can make any sorts of different cars. Now, as you were reading that, I'm thinking, yeah, but carts, cart racing that I used to do, the carts are a very standard, unique shape. It's going to be pretty boring. But as I was talking, I remember I just went to um, Universal Studios Japan. I went on the Mario Kart ride. So perhaps this is more like a Mario Kart style where, okay, yeah. it's not going to be aerodynamic. It's going to be some funky, weird freaking kart thing. So, yeah. Yes. I, I, when I first read this, I'm thinking of my personal history in racing karts. No, However, yours, I think yours is more yeah. professional. I think more so it would be like box cars. <laughs> Like those yeah, really awful <laughs> things you yeah. push people down a hill on. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be that more fun, quirky yeah. kind of Mario Kartish sort of stuff. So yeah, that that kind of makes more sense now that I've we've kind of read that out. And, and that's going to be really freaking fun and hilarious to see. Yes. Like I I want to see people getting really imaginative in that. Like yes. Yeah, improved scale of MetaVenture applications. Now, this is what I was telling you about before. One yep. of the greatest challenges with MetaVentures is the speed at which we can approve and support them. This process is very manual and requires a considerable amount of resources from the team. In and Q2, time. And time. And <clears throat> uh, Q2, we will be actively working on ways to speed this process up so we can scale MetaVenture programs more efficiently. Now, this will go back to the be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. But let's say you put together a business plan, and it's great, and you submit it. You're approved like that, and you don't even have your inventory. You don't even have yeah. anything to submit. Yes. And then you're going to be competing against other people who are well-established, yeah, And like, you got to think of this as a perspective. I don't think it will happen because most of the San Francisco crew is already established. But if you were a new person wanting to apply for um, outdoor decor or map asset manufacturing in San Francisco, you're going to be competing against Summer Aquatics and some of these other teams where, you know, our sales figures are pushing, I would imagine, 25, 30 million UPEX worth. So mm. if you're starting from the get-go, and you don't have much inventory, you're trying to sell, then you're going to be paying MetaVenture dues against other established people that do have massive plans. So, yeah, um, it's it's going to be very interesting how that whole economy all balances out. That's not trying to scare anyone away from it. It's just a bit of a reality check there. Yeah, you don't underestimate the time, resources, and probably the upex that it's going to take to get yourself established. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah. Prepare. Legits. Wearable legits. Wearable legits are a new class of legit that can be placed on your 3D avatars. While Mangare wearables are the first of these efforts, expect to see more of these legits in the coming year. Additionally, did, oh go ahead. I was gonna say, did you get a few of those? I did. I got uh one that was rare not the really rare one i think one um 52. common and epic wasn't it or something or i got this i got a common and then i got the next one up from that it's like a huge <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> balloon like thing like they're they're a little bit crazy uh but i can see people dressing up when the season hits like you know everybody like we have this the the, the carnival season right so people yes. are going to want to wear and it's the first wearable you're going to want to get the first wearable because it's important like years down the line you're going to be like yeah i have the first ever yeah, wearable can you say that, that that's why i got it like there was there was common epic and rare um i would have got a rare had i had the opportunity but just like every other bloody sales queue i'm always screwed out of that so i got up at 1 a.m with no chance of that but i got i think i picked up one rare one epic and that's precisely for the reason that you just mentioned. Yeah, because I want to, I want to be involved. I want to help support and that sort of thing. Um, will I ever physically put this on my person? You might, maybe if if I'm going to be part of next year's yeah. Manguera experience. Yeah, sure, yeah. maybe, but yeah, yeah. You, Who knows? Anyone who's anyone in the Manguera experience will be will have one of these first wearables on. If not, yes, you know you're. You're a dweeb. <laughs> yes. And like 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 you said, if if you want to get involved in wearables, you should start Sorry. at least planning the business side of it. Like we've got no idea what the specs are, the design specs. All of that would be just pure speculation. So don't dive heavily into that because you're going to waste your time. Dive into the the background business side of things that you need to do. Have, have like some itinerary of what you would like to produce, you know, exactly. work out your rarities, work out your, you know, how many you're going to produce, you know, have your team structure, get all of that sort of things mm -hmm. done. Now, how are these going to be delivered? Like we've had crates for structure ornaments. Are these going to be tiny little crates we got to move around? Envelopes? How freaking oh, micro are we going to go with this oh, shit, Chase? This has to be inside your house, though. You don't store clothing outside of your house. You know, so I don't store gonna... crates outside my house either. It's a weird one. I would have a warehouse to store them. So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird one. You can't do that in the Bronx, baby. <laughs> it gets stolen. Yeah. <laughs> community chat. The Kozo community chat updates. The introduction of chat has had an amazing effect on the community engagement and participation. Has it though? Well. I think so. Like I'm finally getting DMs from. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, but they're like, "Hey, yeah. can you tr can you no, trade no, no, me your no. semi trailer for some gnomes?" <laughs> like, no, motherfucker, I can't. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody DM me with that stuff? <laughs> oh, uh, one person did actually. When I said in the last wine and cheese, nobody DMs me. One person's like, "Hey, cheese, I'm DMing you." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." And we had nice. a little conversation, and it was so cute and sweet. All, all it gets done for me is just spamming shit offers. <laughs> Be nice, Ben. <laughs> uh, so the development, the, these developments may be uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's boring. Uh, neighborhood ratings. Oh, my God. As the start of this month, we announced that neighborhood ratings have officially arrived. Neighborhoods are now pitted against each other in a month-long competition Ooh, to see who can generate the highest score for their node. I love the node. Look at the node. The winning node will be awarded with its very own. Oh, I said something funny. And I said something funny. I think it was um something like in a cafe. Every time 
somebody says no you should get royalties like five cents every time <laughs> i'll take it yeah, yeah right um, <laughs> this this has got and obviously this is one of those massive things that come while i was away um i did get involved a bit here and there um Midtown Terrace came out of the gate. We were pretty reasonably placed. They rejigged the numbers and we were very well placed. It has since it's been updated again and we've dropped down a bit. Um, as I said, with internally within the UDU, this is it's all going to jump around. It's going to go up and down. People are going to move stuff over. Other people are going to leave to get part of different nodes. I don't care about any of that crap. Um, we will get our chance at a neighbourhood collection that's... It's just an inevitability, whether it happens in the first six months or the year, it'll, it'll happen. There's, there's no rush, no panic. I don't care if we jump up here, there and everywhere. It doesn't really make a difference at this stage because ultimately there's so much of this that's out of our control. Like I said yeah. earlier in the show, we've applied for several MetaVentures, only been approved for one. Other people have applied for several meta ventures and all several have been approved. That's just completely out of our hands. So yeah. there's no point getting all butthurt about that. There's nothing we can do. Um, we have done the best job that we can do up to this point with the information that we have had. That's yeah. can't expect any more from ourselves, the UDU team, anything like that. The only part where it gets a bit greasy is this whole um, node versus node, like, um, Say Midtown Terrace and Bronxdale, your your node. Say we both get approved at the same time and we're up against each other for the upgrade. Well, Midtown Terrace is tapped out. We we can't build any more structures. It's tapped out. We've done Is we've that done how it's gonna be though? For the node versus node part, the secondary thing, not not for to achieve the collection status. Oh to for that upgrade system, you're gonna have to beat the whatever nodes you're pitted against so oh. bronxdale still has room to bump the percentage up like you could do a campaign and get a whole lot of buildings done well there's no way we can compete against that so that's where it gets a little bit greasy but yeah ultimately as i said you can only do what you can do there's no point getting all butthurt about what you can't do so you're going down i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. and th there will be people in the community that say ha like that's that's all in your head, mate. We don't give a shit about any of that side of things. I don't personally, and I made this mention of this when it first came available. I personally hate this node versus node aspect. I would much rather everybody support each other. Um, yeah. Shacklin outlined how, um, you know, uh, Creedmoor, for example, that team could help another team boost their score. And yeah, that that's possible. That's one way to flip it and do it, make it a community thing. But that is a whole lot of don't underestimate the work that's involved in trying to set something like that up and manage that. So yeah, nodes are um, hard. Nodes are difficult. Yeah. So we'll we'll just stick to the plan, keep doing what we can do with the information we have. It like I said, it'll it'll get there eventually. And at the end of the day, what is the neighborhood upgrade gonna do? It's gonna boost three properties that you have to what, one point two X dividends. And the dividends in most of these places, the mint prices are like ten thousand up. It's gonna be a hundred up X a month, two hundred up X a month. Basically, all it is is a bit of a flex. That's all it is. So <laughs> your yeah. thing came back. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, 
Yes. Quality of life, global asset surge. Can you read this in, in your list? Oh, my God, please. Uh, currently, it can be very... Whoa, what the Sorry, hell sorry, sorry. <laughs> currently, it can be very challenging to find exactly what you're looking for in Upland. You think? Whether it be a map asset, legit block explorer, or property, there's no easy way to search for those things. It is a giant pain in the ass. Try yeah. and do a property swap with somebody, and you've got 6,000 properties. Good luck on mobile. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> As such, we will be introducing a brand new global asset search feature, which will allow players to find any asset in Upland. Awesome. This is yeah. very much needed, very much appreciated. The new asset search will deliver a robust list of results that tell you what the asset is, how many there are, who it's owned by, and even where it's listed. Ah, is that all it's going to do? It's going to wipe your ass feet too. <laughs> what I mean is, if if I'm doing, say I want to do a property swap with you, all right, or mm. a, a burner swap for an outdoor decor or something like that, I can search for my address, but that's, that's one thing for me to be able to search it. But I need to be able to use it. I need to be able to click on it and say, yes, I want to swap this one. Just being able to search for it and show me, oh, okay, here it is. That's <laughs> ain't going to help. So, well, we'll see. They might have that. Yeah. Oh, look at this next one. Woo, support for Ethereum mean that our vision for the Upland ecosystem is to make it as open as possible. To support yes. this effort, we will be opening up a bridge between the EOS and Ethereum mainnet blockchains. This will allow the transfer of NFTs assets between blockchains, creating greater utility and interoperability for Upland assets. That is freaking amazing. Yes. Now this is going to be very important, like going back to indoor decor, like you were saying now, they, ha they have to return to the system that we had previously. Like we had this um, Halloween 2020, you were able to go inside the structure, watch a movie that was, you know, it was kind of set inside your building. We need at the very least for this whole NFT thing, we need, some ability to be able to display NFTs within our structures. I hope they don't push this off to a spatial thing where you have to have, you know, you have your your home address in Bronxdale, for example. I want to be able to go to your home address in Bronxdale or even not go there. Click a little arrow that takes me inside your structure and I can see NFTs that you have displayed I should be able to click on those and be able to purchase those. It should be linked to your WAX account or something like that. I hope it's not all pushed to spatial. Well, then you could come it, in the kitchen. I could give you some coffee and a little bit of yeah. cake and yeah. we could gossip Be about Upland. <laughs> yeah, because I, I do everything I do on Upland is on mobile. I don't go to laptop or PC. It's one of the reasons why I haven't been involved in many of these other layer two projects that are out there because it's all, none of it's mobile. So, yeah, they, they keep talking about mobile first. Well, yeah, I hope this is part of it. But that kind of interoperability with the NFTs, that's that's going to be awesome. And yeah. you, you would assume this is going to extend to the Flow blockchain and a whole bunch of other. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Yes. And um, hopefully, um, what's the other one? What's the S one? Solana, hopefully all of that side of things. That's kind of 
interoperability, that is where we're going to start to see of kind of a mainstream push within the the blockchain NFT wider community. Yeah. Not not the full grandmas and grandpas and aunties and uncles kind of stuff, but yeah. No, I, I think it's awesome. But yeah. people are going to have to be very careful with that system. If you don't know what you're doing, you can get yourself in a whole bunch of trouble there accidentally burning things, losing things, sent mm-hmm. to the wrong address. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Upland works to protect people from themselves. Yes, I agree. I agree. Now, to, speaking of level two, third-party developments, API functionality improvements. Uh, I have recently been accepted into <laughs> the yeah. Upland development developers and I've actually been working with my husband to create something. It's it's none of their APIs really help. <laughs> I'm we're I'm finding more information on the blockchain really. Um, uh, no, like cool. I'm still a little bit shy in there. Like I have to start asking questions, but um, yeah, I I think I think uh, this up improving a bit would be a lot better. So we'll see with that. Tournaments through our community dev tools, Upland will give developers built-in options to run tournaments for their skill-based games. So all right, so there's a game out, The Kingdoms, with um Grumbridal. Yeah. Grumbridal. Get me up to speed with that because I only caught the headline. From what I could read from Headline, it seems very Avalon the Druids-esque, dare I say that? No, it's it's more so like 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 um so you there's a map right and you have to set workers to to build things um depending on where you are in the upland map based on their their map will determine what kind of resources you can you can get um it's very challenging right now it's actually up and you could play it me and uplando are actually playing it and talking there's no real tutorial right um it's very kind of you have to go in and like just click everywhere to see what you're doing um i think Orlando killed all his workers (laughs) he has no way of getting them back but 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 the the good thing about it was if you go into upland like you go into the game and it'll tell you exactly what to do you go into upland you go into the options and you go to third party and it'll have the thing just like the mangara and just like elijah spatial you have to like um click that and then it'll have all your upland information like what kind of assets you have in the game it needs that in order to see where you are on the map Currently, they only have Texas, Dallas, and Arlington. And as you know, I only have four properties there. Yep. So it, he said that it will be move, expanding. He's just using that for now as a kind of way to experiment and, and evolve it. Uh, but yeah, it is very much in the beginning stages. So please take that. Uh in in mind when you go there that it's not going to be perfectly running game this has just been announced and it is it is at its most extremely new brand spanking new 
Well, it's, I assume it's one of those things where, again, where it's a portal from the mobile app that's going to take me external. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, it's cool, but I can't no, see myself I, getting I, involved in. I feel like this is something that can be phone. It's actually very simple, sim, simplistic, whereas mm. it doesn't, it's, it's, it looks like uh, an actual phone app kind of thing. Well, hopefully it might work out like the racing where it's a secondary app on the phone that you download yeah yeah so like check that out we'll we'll do it more um after or some other day and then we'll update on tuesday yep so that would be cool um this is cool tournaments uh i'm hoping that they're talking about more than just one first will mainly be for single player games ranked on their individual performance top scores were on prize the second will be bracket style tournament i can't wait for this i can't wait for this i mean what can what 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 well bracket style tournament it's going to be at 1 a.m as with everything it's going to be one freaking a.m 2 a.m because well then make one and make it at at us 1 a.m it'll be it'll be what the user makes it that's the good thing about this okay because yeah it does say community dev tools yeah yeah cool (laughs) i'm just whining ahead of myself yep (laughs) now here's the 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 last thing miscellaneous developments uncollected upx earnings cap this isn't exactly news but expect this feature to arrive I like it. I like it. Yeah, it doesn't worry me one bit. I I earn about 62,000 UPEX a day, something like that. So this this threshold will they ha- they have to they have to stagger the threshold per your status. Like you yeah. can't expect chief executives to be under the same restrictions as our planners. So that's, that's definitely going to be well, a part of it. People were having really great ideas. They were saying stuff like, uh, give it a week. Like, like if people don't log in and claim their stuff within a week, it stops. Yeah. That, that way. Seems perfectly yeah. Reasonable to me. Like some people even said a month, like I could even see a month because if it, if it is what they say it is, a way to prevent upics from being lost, then I don't I don't see a month being bad. Like there could be days where you, you know, you go into a bit of a depression or you go on a very long vacation, you're not able to to t- to come in, or you know, you you you're just going away. Maybe you're going away for army or something. Like yeah. like I think a month would be ideal. A week would be a good second. No matter what it is, they have to cater to the outliers that are on each tier. Like um, we have chief executives who have just reached chief executive status who may who may make, I don't know, they may make 100,000 UPEC a week. But then on the flip side, you've got other people at the extreme end who are making 30 million UPEX a week. So the the... The cutoff has to adhere to your outlier on the other end. Yeah. So I don't think it. I. I don't think this. I don't think this is going to impact people as heavily as they think. Yeah. Like if if the uncapped earnings for chief executive is if you haven't collected fifty million upex in the month, 
then it's going to be stuck there. Well, okay, that's that's never going to impact on me. I ain't going to get to fifty million a week. So, and yeah, because they can't they can't cut it the other way, because people's some people's daily upex like an just an incredible amount. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They yeah, would lose a lot of all. I I don't think they want to hurt anybody with this. I hope no. not. And um, a lot of the older players that do make that amount of money, you don't want to alienate them or punish them for putting money into the game. So I have a feeling that they're going to be very lenient. They better be lenient. Well, they have to be. It just just makes no no sense otherwise. And people saying that's an unfair system, but most, like you said before, most blockchain NFT games, they have, you know, alien worlds and all of this. They transition where this to this system where if you don't collect it within X amount of time, well, you, you missed out. That's just, just the way it is because they want people to be daily active, daily active users. It's all about daily active users. Like when Dirk's going off on these tours all around the world, you know, doing these promotions, um, it might not be part of the front end presentation. But if he has somebody that comes on board and says, hey, I'm looking to be a partner, this, the, these mechanics, the daily active users, that is incredibly valuable information. You know, yeah. At the moment, we have daily active users. A lot of that, you know, there's a lot of um, insinuation that a lot of that is pumped up by multi-accounts and this, that, and the other thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think ultimately it's a, it's a great thing and they will have to cater to their outliers at the the extreme end so yeah, i i really don't think this is going to impact people as much as they're they're thinking it will no i i agree with you and um, guess what if what? you're not active that's on you that's on you yeah yeah but just just to go over some of the other stuff that we didn't get a chance to just to let people know that spark week is here sparked up treasure tears spark sales status now um, I just want to make things clear. It says um, April Spark Week officially begins Sunday, April 16th. That is when you register. So do not upgrade on the 16th. Upgrade oh, yes. the day after. Upgrade on the 17th. So you register on Sunday, April 16th. And then the next day at 9 a.m. will actually begin Spark Week. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we we miss a, there was no March Spark Week? Was it? I forget. I don't remember buying Spark in March. I don't remember. I don't remember I much of anything anymore. All right. <laughs> well, it'll be but, interesting to see. Oh, sorry. Finish. Oh no, oh, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it'd be interesting to see when you scroll down what the numbers are here, whether they've boosted it to cover if we didn't have a Spark Week last month. Um, scroll down a bit. It should say how many they got for sale. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Should I think they lowered price. it? I think they lowered it. Uh here we go. Go back. Oh, back. So a hundred point oh five fifty one spark. Yeah, that seems pretty. They did. They have definitely lowered it, and that seems pretty standard with that. So point five. All right. Well, I'll just have to see what USD balance I've got. We've got as a team, and we'll be gobbling up as much as we can because yeah. Like I said, if you want to get involved in manufacturing at any capacity, if you want to do some sort of transportation mechanic, you need Spark. You can bitch and complain that it's unfair, that whatever it is. But the reality is, if you want to do these things, you need Spark. And if you're not willing to put in the 
hundreds upon hundreds of hours required to treasure hunt bark, well, then you need to you need to buy it. I love this. I love it. I love that. No amount of bitching and complaining is going to change the the bear raw fact. And I just know that this is not going to be a regular thing in the future. So while you can get it, I'm going to try to scrape as much as I can personally. Yeah. Re exhibit at Genesis Week. I just submitted mine. Now this is important. Um, I know TML's there. He's going to be doing UPX World. I know Two Stupid's there. He's going to be representing for UPX Podcast. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be representing for MVE, which will showcase the UDU, Samurai Aquatics, Wine and Cheese, and whatever falls in the Metaverse Ventures Entertainment. So if you have anything that you want to, you know, put forward with with an amazing audience while you're in Vegas, remember, this is going to be in Vegas during Genesis Week consider signing up for this um basically it's a hundred dollars for the booth if you have already purchased your ticket if you have not then you must purchase your ticket and this so it'll be 200 so basically you're getting a booth with a six foot table and cloth uh, you're going to be getting a custom retractable banner for your booth 23.5 by 79 what is that inches yeah. 80 inches. Okay. So yeah, that's cool. So you there like must table. be like a table work. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Unique listing on Genesis Week website, officially a part of the Genesis Week programming. You'll be in the freaking programming. Yes. Hi highlight highlighting Highlington <laughs> Genesis Week emails. What the frig does that mean? Highlight on the Genesis Week emails. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> mention on Upland socials and press release mention. These are huge. If you have a brand, if you have something that you want to put forward into the world, this is a good opportunity. Now, um, here we go. The deadline for submitting is Monday, May 1st, which is just, well, it's a, you got a good 15 days about, about, uh, 11.59 p.m. There's going to be a limited number of available exhibitor slots. I'm thinking this is going to take place outside of the convention room where people go to have to get their lunch. Now, I did ask in the Upland channel for um, what is it? What was the channel? Genesis week, I asked, what time will this be going? Uh, Could you please let me know what day, days, and times one would be exhibiting for? X1 got to me really fast, and he said it will be on Friday from lunch onward. So basically, during Genesis week, we have the Thursday meeting at night, and then Friday is the all-day convention thing. So in the morning, you we we get there pretty early. They have a nice breakfast for you. We we watch the can we watch them talk on the stage and whatnot, and then they take a break for lunch. So yeah. people will be that's when you co- you go and you man your tables, set it up or whatever. 
Um, and you'll have a couple of hours for that. Uh, from what I'm thinking, I talked a little bit with Uplando about this. And then I believe you go back inside afterwards and you watch the rest of it. And then I think there's another time afterwards. I'm not completely certain. I know more information will come out as people are accepted. Um, we really don't know exactly what to expect. So keep yeah. that in mind when you're applying that it's not an exact schedule for it. You may just get a couple of hours. You, well, that, that was knows. my concern when we we talked about this before we kicked off the show was my yeah. concern was I didn't want you to be stuck man in a booth by yourself for days you want to be able to be involved in, the, in all exactly. the other stuff so, exactly exactly yeah. yeah that's why I asked like how many how many days and day like hours yeah. so I don't mind that like I definitely want to talk to people more about our projects because yeah. we have so many of our projects and we might even have more by the time this this opens so yeah, that would and be so ideal. We'll talk together as a team. Like, obviously, we'll do prizes, giveaways. There'll oh be, yeah, you know, you're talking oh, about yeah. getting merch to give out and that sort of stuff too. Oh so, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I I, I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of really cool swag from all of the participants in this. Well, I think you were one of the only people that did that last year, wasn't it? Yeah. You put the swag bags together and you've given yes. away all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I, th I think Thank that's you. a good extension on on that. I have good ideas. Yes. <laughs> so let's get rid of that. Let's go Mangara wearables. I know we talked about this. The only reason why I want to bring this back up is because there's still availability. So there's still uh, the commons, which you could purchase for 20K epics, And then there's yeah. the ones for the fire. The epics. The yep. epics um, uh, uh, for, for real money. So if if that's if you're still interested, oh my construction is ready. Ha ha ha. I put up I had some leftover spark. So I put up uh, another construction in Bronxdale. Nice. Um so go and get that. Hopefully they're still there when this airs tomorrow because we're in Friday. Master Builders. All right. So I wanted to just touch on this real quick because it submission for phase three has been pushed forward to Wednesday, April 19th. I said this in the UDU podcast, but sometimes our fans don't follow us there from here and here from there. So you have yep. until April 19th at 11.59 p.m. PT to submit. Then after that, you'll have the um, the resubmissions a few days later in case you yeah. messed up. Yeah, one of the biggest things there is the reward is one spark. The 100,000 Upex, yeah. Well, if you just get involved in the UDU podcast, you can win 100,000 Upex pretty regularly. The, the one spark is that is a massive, massive, massive yes. opportunity. Yes, and even this, like a lot of people collect badges. Oh, I don't give a I know you don't, but a lot of people, they are uh, like in love with their badges. So, yeah. and no, then... it's good. I, I think this, that whole system is great. I do wish, I think I mentioned this in some of the documentation I got you to put out for the UD podcast. I wish that any, any building that meets the specifications should be available for a limited amount of time. Okay, let's make the sale for whatever it is. Make it 
the sale is for one week or one month. Upland can 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 um, keep track of the sales data. Whoever sells the most in that one week, that Uh-oh. person is there the official go. winner. Their building stays in there. Oh, how much do I have to repeat? Um, no, it, it was just for one second. Yeah. So everybody whose design specs are okay, they should be able to sell their products for a limited amount of time. The, the winner stays in the game as an ongoing thing. The system's already there. And the the losers, not technically the losers, but the less of the winners, they had the opportunity to sell their structures for a limited amount of time. Those structures then, or those buildings then become rare because the supply is limited and they will receive ongoing benefits through the royalty system. That That's a way to, to fairly compensate everybody's time that's involved. It really sucks. I know that DTEC cops a lot of flack for this, like, oh, I'm not even going to bother because DTEC's just going to win. That's incredibly unfair to DTEC, first of all, because that guy, he started 3D from nothing not that long ago, six, eight months ago. He started from zero knowledge of 3D. So that's unfair to him in the hundreds, if not thousands of hours he's put into learning this and getting involved in all of this. He's always getting sick. Because he's not yeah. sleeping. Oh, he how just much, posted how, like his temperature right now. Yeah. Well, we're forever telling him, you need to slow down. Don't burn out. So, yeah, that's incredibly unfair to him. But I get it. It's unfair to everybody else as well that have put in some time and effort. Yeah. And it's got to be demoralizing to constantly, if you put in 100 hours and then yours doesn't even get approved to be even part of the voting process, that's going to be stupidly depressing and frustrating. So that kind of system would be a very good way to reward everybody. Yeah. Make everybody's available for a limited amount of time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be so cool. And then, like, if it's a limited amount of time, those are going to, like, go, like, freaking hotcakes. Yeah. That's a good idea, Upland. Knock, knock, knock. Are you there? <laughs> knock, knock, knock. You made me flinch. <laughs> yes. yes. That so, was so good. So that would be a great way to reward everybody that gets involved. And just Every. to just to get on the 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 D tech thing, like he has also made a video to help people, right? And yes. he like he went out of his comfort zone to do that. Plus, yep. he just helps people in general. Like you ask him a question, and like we we're trying to teach him how to work with his time a little bit more because yep. he'll drop everything and yep. just help you. Yeah, because I've I've been down that road. I've done that. I've burned out. So yeah, and and this and a lot of people don't keep this in mind too. We are doing this in addition to family commitments, full time jobs, and this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, I, I think it's incredibly unfair. Uh, some of the some of the flack he's been getting has been kind of tongue in cheek as a kind of a bit of a joke, but that still builds up and weighs on his mind. I know it does, yeah. even if he doesn't voice it. Um, yeah. Don't Again, it goes back to that thing. Don't bemoan what you can't control. Do your best at what you can control. And at the end of the day, if you've done the very best job that you can possibly do and you still don't get through, yes, that's frustrating, but just be content that those skills that you've learned in that process, it ain't going to be for waste. There are, how many people do we know that are screaming to have a 3D designer? There's so many people that want to get involved in manufacturing that don't have those skills. The The amount of work that you put in now to learn those skills, it's going to be rewarded tenfold if you stick to it, if you get involved with other people, you know. So, 
And I knew a few uh, 3D designers and I put on the UDU podcast. I'm like, hey, yep. you know, I could switch it. Like people got to me right away. Those are smart people. So yep. like, yeah, they're all connected. <laughs> like yes. if I, 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 I put some people on a wait list. <laughs> yep. So. Yes. D-Tech is not the only 3D designer out there who doesn't want to be involved in the business side of that sort of stuff. He just wants to focus on the design. Yeah. There's other yeah. people that are exactly like that. And you were kind of like that until I dragged you. Let's do shows. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. No, I was exactly. <laughs> yeah. <was> like, no. <laughs> yes. And I, I didn't either at the front of the show, I meant to just give massive thanks to you as well. I know you were kind of pushed out of your comfort zone to take full control of all of this stuff over the last three and a half weeks or whatever it was. So, yeah, thank you for that. Look how far you've come from sliding under the desk when your mere name was. I know. Was so, I know. That was so, funny. Yeah. Personally, thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I think, I think um, it's easier for me to do a show like this where there's no script and you yep. just kind of like talk whatever is coming out of your your mouth like just bleh. but like yep. to follow a script for me the UU podcast is no joke with those scripts like I even color coordinated them so I don't mess up and go into Whoa. Shaq stuff <laughs> normally, normally I don't go hard that hardcore it's just loose bullet points but I know that the more information I gave you was was going to make you feel a bit more comfortable and <laughs> empower you a bit more but yeah, then it's, you... it, it, it becomes a fine line if you give there was one time, I think it was the second one there, where I blurted out a whole bunch of stuff, and then I'm thinking, "Oh, hang on, that's probably too much," and you're just overwhelmed. So it's a fine line between <laughs> between. I was both. like, "Oh my god," because it was a UDU uh, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so like, "Shaq, you want to do this?" Yeah. <laughs> she did. Oh, like, I love you, Shaq. Yes, you. yes. Again, massive shout out to Shaq who covered not only the UDU podcast but also the one she showed for one yes. of those shows there too. So, and again, thank you to everybody that got involved. We we went late on this one. We're like, That's we're right. on to like over two hours now. So good, and we haven't even got to all the other stuff. So I don't know how much more upland stuff have we got to wrap up. That's on. it. All right, now there's a couple of things that I want to discuss. Obviously, you said you wanted to pick my brain about about um, my trip and that not. Um, I will say that as part of my trip. My young fella Keanu has been in my head, Dad. I want to do. I want to do a show. This that yes. and the other thing. He's supposed we, to do a show. Yeah, he did, but he kind of he lost kind of interest in. And obviously, I'm not going to push him to do anything like that. But he has come up with his own little system. Um, again, he, he's an 11 year old kid, so maybe you'll forget about it and move on. But he 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 wants to do a show that's basically called Keanu Talks. All right. And so that opens it up that he can talk about he's very interested in gaming, the future, Web3, all of that sort of stuff. But it, it might be a platform where he can just rant and rave about anything he wants. Now, I know that you are somebody that appreciates background content about kind of anything. So it might be kind of that aspect. So, But he's also interested, like he would love to talk to you. So maybe it's like As a gamer. Keanu talks. Yeah, Keanu talks with Mochi. So he flipped the switch and he yes. would ask you questions. Yes. Like, because I have so many games I played that I could talk about. I could talk about yeah. my my uh, love of the Fallout and why I like them so much. And like, yeah. I played so much just within this last year, like of new yeah. games. Yeah, definitely. So I want to be on a show. 
Yeah, so keep your eyes and ears out for that. I think he's talked about maybe his first episode that he might do might be the top five things he did in Japan or something like that. Oh, so it might not so always cool. be might not might not always be fully, you know, web three metaverse yeah. related. But you know, we'll see how we go. Like I said, I'm not gonna pressure him. I'll just support him however I can if he wants to dive into it first. But. I really like that. Now I'm really curious what his top five things were. See? Right. He's got he's got a viewer already. I'm a fan. <laughs> yes. what were your top five things ben um i don't know top five things i guess i can speak very broadly like one of the concerns i did have about going back to japan after such a big gap between like i lived there i lived in japan for two years uh myra and i moved back to australia for three years but i didn't have japan in my system so i had when we moved back the first time i suffered from reverse homesickness really badly and I basically dragged Maya back to Japan for another four years. Um, I was a bit concerned that going there again after such a gap, that that kind of feeling might kick in again. But I can Aww. report that that's not the case at all. Um, I definitely missed home a lot when I was over there, um, especially because our security camera system here in Australia, you know, I can check my backyard, I can check my front yard. And I was looking at all the different things and I was, yeah, that was not a concern at all. Um, I love Japan for uh, many, many, many different reasons. I love Australia for many different reasons. I hate them both for many different reasons. But for the moment, at least, yeah, Australia is definitely home. So I can breathe the sigh of relief that, I'm, that I don't have that worm niggling at me, go back, go back to live. So that's definitely not the case. Um, yeah, uh, Japan is just freaking awesome. You, you, you will read things about, you know, how clean it is, how friendly, how safe, but it's however much you think it is, it's like that times 10. Like it's just immaculate wherever you go. It's immaculate. Even out in the countryside, you just, you don't see trash everywhere. People respect other people's space, their property. Um, you just, you do not get that in Australia. I know you don't get that in America unless you're in very. It depends where you areas. are. Yeah. It depends yeah. where you are. Definitely. But yeah. I see people are a lot better with that here in Arizona than they are yeah. in New York. Like you yeah. could be walking down a street in New York and somebody will be walking straight to you just to make you yeah. move out of their way. Whereas here, yeah. you know, they'll move out of your way, smile and say, have a good day. So it's yeah. like, it's very like the, the U S is huge. Like yeah. depending on where you go will definitely be different, but yeah. Yeah, I would definitely like to 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 visit Japan just to just to kind of see that uh, politeness and whatnot. Yeah, it's and there it's not all roses. Of course, there are frustrations that come with that. Um, but yes, the transportation system for one, you know, you can just go anywhere you want. It's even as even if you were somebody who didn't speak English, there's most of the signs are in English. Um, you can get by very easily even with no ability at all in japanese if you can understand some basic japanese even just katakana you can you can deal with most restaurants and that sort of situation so um yeah the convenience is just out of control uh the highway system there is so vastly superior to australia it's just not even funny um you can get anywhere you want um i will say it was a shock to the system to go back to driving in japan especially out in the countryside where uh, my wife's family lives like the roads. My my kids were just blown away. Like, hang on, this is for one car, right? I'm like, no, this is like a two way street. And they're like, holy crap! 
So yeah. That's how it was when when I went to uh England in yeah. my in my mid twenties. Like we we I did like a <clears throat> uh I I went to go see my gamer friends and we took a drive all the way to Dorset, all the way to the east to see yep. um her family, more family and um Stonehenge. And the roads yep. were so thin and like we had to go over, but not too much because then you'll you'll fall into the Yeah, and the culverts yes. or whatever. So yeah, that was part of it. Um yeah, the oh I, I will say it was very obvious the the bump in pricing there, like, yeah. uh, and uh, it was also interesting too. A lot of the stuff that used to be widely available is no longer available, or is at extreme prices in regards to fishing. Like, there seems to be a significant drop in fish stocks, whether that's through overfishing or I don't know seasons or whatever. But a lot of the stuff that I used to buy, some of my favourites, uh, were either no longer were available in the supermarket or were crazy prices. But just in general. The prices have bumped up significantly for most things. I'd say at least 25, sometimes 30, 50% price increase. So that was interesting. Do you think um, it was because of that um, nuclear facility getting damaged? No, nah, because the... we lived there. That that all happened when we first moved back. Right. You know, that's and when then we were there for four years after. So it's it's definitely seems to be an inflation sort of system. Um, yeah, that's a concern. Uh, Another thing was like the housing. Uh, we're a bit spoiled here. Like my, my, the house and property that we have as mortgage now in Australia, we could fit eight Japanese family houses in this lot. Wow. So yeah, the, your typical house in Japan, it's the house on the land, and that's it. Obviously, there's exceptions to the rule, but yeah, when we were traveling in Osaka City and in the suburbs around Osaka City, you know, both of my wife and I were looking at it just going, wow, we can never live here. Like the houses are this far apart from each other, literally like this far apart. That sounds like the so, Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was all of that sort of aspect. Uh, of course, it was great to catch up on family, like especially for my wife hasn't seen her family for nine years. So that was huge. Um, it was awesome to see... Not Kira, my daughter, because she was 11 months old when we moved back. So she didn't remember any of Japan, but both um, Bodie and Keanu, my boys, it was really cool for them to see something or hear something and that would trigger a memory. And they were like, yeah. oh, wow, I remember that. So that was that was really awesome. Aww. And, of course, we went and did the touristy stuff. We went and visited the castles and the temples and we went to um, Universal Studios japan for two days that was just epic like just what kind of rides because universal studio is my favorite yeah the like, rides were cool no it was packed as you can imagine but it's it's so well organized that even when it's packed it doesn't feel packed like you're not standing in a static line for three hours the way they've set it up you kind of yeah you might be in a line for a ride for an hour but you're kind of constantly moving all the time i don't know all how right. they do it yeah, but it's, it's really good. Um, the the food quality at Universal Studios Japan, like we went to the the Mario themed restaurant, and it's a freaking restaurant. Like you sit down, knife and fork meal. It's not like most of the theme parks in Australia. Here's a shitty hamburger and some cold fries. That's like twenty eight dollars, something ridiculously priced. You know, really well priced, just beautiful quality um, customer service. Like all across Japan is just mind-blowing. So, yeah. 
was, there was a lot of positives, but yeah, overall it was yeah. heaps of fun, but I was very, very glad to be back. Yeah. I'm glad you're back too, Ben. <laughs> yes. This is it is fun. Be... This, this is fun to do, but it, it, you know, you get used to doing this with somebody and, and it's like, you know, like my brother was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's overall, of course it was an awesome experience, you know, almost three and a half weeks over there. Um, we do plan on going back at least hopefully every other year. Yeah. It'll be a much shorter. It'll be, you know, two weeks or something like that. But the, the cost, my God, I wouldn't even like to tell you how much money we spent. It oh, was I can, insane. Yeah, I can imagine. Like with, with three kids, like oh, even, 10, even just the flights at least. <laughs> well, even just even just the flight to get there and back was six thousand. So you know, yeah, so it's pretty pretty full on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So no, it was really good. Um, but yeah, glad to be back and ready to get back into it. Because yeah. my gosh, we got a lot of water, a lot of work to catch up. We have a lot of work to do, Ben. Like an extreme amount of work. It's not even funny. Yes, and like I said, and this is all before the Genesis Week announcement. So ah, that's what I wanted to say. Do you still have that um Q two or whatever that Q one website was that you just had that we just ran through? Do you still have that? Oh, I delete I, I exited out of it, so I didn't okay, go back to right. it. Why well, what's right. up? There's an image. The image in that is Miles looking through a, what is it, a te- telescope? telescope? Per- periscope? Periscope? Well, you think it's Whatever. the moon? He's looking to the left. Now, is he is he on the, what is it? Is he on the west coast of the US looking to the left at Asia? Or has the image been flipped and is he looking to the right to Europe? What's What's... There, Genesis Week, there has to be a massive city announcement like we had last year where it was Rio. Um, are we thinking, <gasps> are we thinking, we thinking Asia, we thinking Europe? You know, there's people talking about London, Paris. There's also people they talking about London. Hong Kong, Tokyo, Korea, Seoul. Where's he looking? Where is he there looking? There we go. He's on the shoreline. Look, I, th- I think, I don't think this is a random image. He's on the shoreline. The sun. Look at the sun. Is it setting or going? I think it's setting. Or is it coming up? Oh, there you go. There's a lot to dive into there. Oh. Well, that could be our challenge. Where do you think he's looking? Yes. I think, personally, I think he's looking to the left. Um, yeah, but if you go left, that's Asia. So, I don't know. I, I would expect. Uh, see, I or- don't know. Now. Or he's looking at Australia. Nah. Well, the he'd be FIFA looking. Women's... He'd be looking down. He'd be looking at his feet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that's coming as part of the the women's soccer thing. That that's kind of inev- inevitability. I think this is going to be something that comes out of the blue. Um, and we do know that Dirk has been gallivanting all across the globe. We've seen pictures of him talking to other soccer clubs and all that sort of stuff. I expect a new city release, a big, massive city release to be announced as part of Genesis Week. I expect there'll probably be another soccer partnership to expand that whole thing because currently we only have Porto, right? There's no other. Am I missing something? I think it's only Porto. Yeah. Or is there a Brazilian one that's official? I don't don't know. I expect there'll be a lot associated with that. What are your stretch goals? I'm thinking potentially a major manufacturer um, clothing brand a major manufacturing Ooh. car manufacturer. I wouldn't be surprised to see that come on board. Ooh. 
Yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts? What do you What do you think the big announcements Genesis Week might be? Stem. <laughs> Stem, yeah, because they have the species.io, yep. I'm really hoping yep. for something on that, but anything they say really would be would be great by me. Like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, STEM but, will be a big one because that's going to come with a a completely new secondary token, which if they're going to do it like um, Spark, it's going to be USD-only sales. So that's going to be interesting. Um, there's going to be a wide range of meta ventures associated with that as well, so. Interesting, interesting. What are you DMing? <laughs> Dinner, <Okay. dinner's> here. <laughs> well, luckily we already done the front and back end. So yes. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yes. So All right. So yeah, I, I think there's wanna, heaps of stuff on the way for Genesis Week. Do you want to do that as a challenge? Where is he looking or what to expect from Genesis Week? We could do like up to 20k on a wheel. No more NFTs. I can. Um, I have no time. <laughs> Yeah, I got to really watch the budget on this too because I've just given away nearly five hundred thousand upex in the last month with all the different sponsorships too. So true. Oh, we could do a Halloween sign. A what? A Halloween sign. Yes. All right, that's easy to do. Ah. Let us know. Well, <laughs> we won't do one. We won't do one. Let's let's do five. Five Halloween signs. Look at that. Wow. That's a bit more of a decent parrot. Ben is so today. let us know where you think Miles is looking. What's he gazing at? Um, who knows? Maybe there's a nude beach down the road and he's been a pervert. Who knows? Ew, well, what do you think? Make, make it female llamas. <laughs> yes. All males, are, you know, we're not he's biased here. Whatever tickles your fancy. Um, <sighs> let us know and we'll put you on a wheel for next week's show. Yeah, you can win five Halloween signs. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not but five. So there you go. I can't wait till you re-watch re this and hear all the lisping. It's freaking hilarious. I think that that's what made this show, to be quite honest. Yeah, but this is, I've changed. Like, I've you're not doing it now. You're not doing it now. It just happens every so often. Yeah, freaking great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to buy another freaking headset now. <laughs> all right, get us out of here. I've got all washing right. to do. All right. Well, this was fun. Glad to have Ben back and stay freshy, cheesy bags.
Are you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Oh, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We've got saunas to fire you up and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.